This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Content creators, if for whatever reason you exchange money with the client, you must protect yourself. Before today, you had two options. One, you had a poorly written, free contract off the internet that didn't last 20 seconds in court. Two, you spent a boatload of money to have a lawyer with no experience in the industry write up a contract that really only talked about the terms of payment. Well, now you have a new option. Flash Film Academy provides the new industry standard for contracts. Designed by content creators for content creators. We spoke with thousands of professionals to create contracts based on real world situations. We offer a variety of contracts for videographers, photographers, podcasters, editors, and more. These personalized contracts go far beyond payment terms. They protect you from real world situations like our wedding videography contract. It includes many clauses, but one of my favorite is one that makes sure you and your team eat while filming a wedding. You may think that's something simple, but a lot of videographers run into situations where clients don't want to feed them or our second shooter agreement. So if you do hire someone to help you, they can't be on your shoot generating business for themselves. They understand that while they are working for you, they represent your brand or our video production contract which allows you to make more money per shoot because it gives you the ability to resell footage to stock video sites each of our 30 plus contracts have multiple clauses specifically designed for each job type and with the feedback from content creators like yourself who are working in the industry every day these contracts will stay updated you can purchase these contracts individually or in a pack click the link below flash from academy be inspired, be creative, be profitable. What's really good, ladies and gentlemen? Today, we're going to have a good conversation with a good friend of mine. Today, we're going to talk about sports photography. I know all my photographers is like, bro, we need more photography love so i brought on somebody we could talk sports photography we could talk about what he's doing right now what's cracking um my boy the one and only the official ricky bouton is gonna join me what's going on bro you're listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast if you want to learn how to take pretty pictures this is not the place But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on, bro? What's going on with you? So I want to kind of talk to people because people, you know, we get a lot of questions from photographers. Um, Of course, it's more along the lines of how to even get into sports photography. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. For those of you who don't know, this is pretty much my my brother from another mother, uh, military military bros holding it down, um, and just been friends and, and growing our careers. You know what I'm saying since then. So I want to kind of talk about to people that's watching, what are you currently doing? Like 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 tell me about your current uh, business and what you're currently doing. 
Well, right now, um, I am. I started it back in July. It's called the HBCU Sports Wire, um, where we are similar to Getty Images. What we do is we go out and we shoot HBCU athletics um, from football. Right now, we're in football season, so of course, we're all over the country shooting football. And I think we start we start with women's basketball. I think Monday. So we're all around the country shooting HBCU sports. Um, and we're like a sports wire similar to Getty Images or AP. Um, that's just, that's kind of what we do. And then on the social media side of things, we just do current, you know, news and entertainment. It's a different vibe than what we do for our, on our website. But, you know, it's grown tremendously. I think we're at 15K in a matter of 90 days on each on each platform, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. So it's 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 doing well. That's what's up. What made you what made you go that route? What made you decide to go? Because I know for those who you that's that, that that's noodles watching and meeting Ricky for the first time, you've done NFL, you've done NBA, WNBA, MLB. Uh, you've been on some of the some of the the, the best sidelines. What made you start to to go in this direction? Well, I think for for one, um, I felt that um, that those sports were underrepresented um, when it comes to content. Right. Um, they just didn't have the quality that I think they deserve. And also from the business aspect, I saw a hole in the market. So I was like, okay, so there's a need there for this. So let me go and fill that void. So the, I had two things working, you know, one and two kind of use my skill set and the things I've learned and, you know, help out the HBCU uh, sports community as well as fill a void in the market. And how's that been going? I know you said you've been growing like crazy. I've been watching the channel and just give people an idea of just how things are, are taking off. Well, it's going going good on the social media side for sure. Um, the very first video that we um that we uploaded to social media, um, I think it's now at about five million views. And it was, you know, so it it it, it came out of the gate like gangbusters. So we came out really strong on the social media side, and then we now we're growing the website where editorial people, people who have HBCU sports shows, people who write um, not just HBCU, but who cover that the sports in general, and they need, you know, content to help enhance their stories, whether it be print, whether it be vlogs, whether it be vlogs or blogs, or, you know, just YouTube shows for graphics and those things, we offer the content for them to be able to use to enhance uh, whatever they got going on on the editorial side. That's dope. Um, I want to talk to you because a lot of people who are waiting for opportunities, let's talk about the way you've created an opportunity. Like, where did you get the, uh, and I know the answer to this, but the viewers may not know the answer to this. Where did you get the inspiration to to, to create this company? Well, the thing about it is, is that I, I did this before. So um, we talked about the military and I got out in 2019. But while I was in the military, I did it two times. What I did and you know, I needed to be able to get in these games and build my portfolio because I know I wanted to shoot sports, but you just can't call up a team and be like, hey, you know, can I come shoot your game? They're going to be like, they're going to hang up on you. So what I learned and what I had to understand that I needed to do was I needed to build a brand around what I wanted to do. So what I would do is when I um, touched down in D.C. in 2016, I started a company called National Capital Region Sports Media. And what I did was I didn't have any images. I had, didn't, hadn't shot any games. So I started curating content on social media. So I take content from different people and also make my own content on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and kind of built myself. Then I started shooting the sports that nobody wanted to shoot. Nobody wants to shoot women's softball. 
So guess what I did? I went to women's softball and I showed up every game and I shot women's softball. I shot tennis, soccer, lacrosse. I shot everything that nobody wanted to shoot. Everybody wants to shoot football and basketball. So I said, okay, let me go this route, build my portfolio, build up my site, and people can see that I'm out shooting these events. So now when I go and I apply for credentials for football and basketball and they look me up, they're like, okay, this guy covers sports in the area. So yeah, this, this is a legit thing. So that's kind of like for, for those of you saying, man, I want to shoot, but I, I don't know how to get in. Start with your local high school. Max preps is something that you can get into. I did that coming into the game. Also, you can just really, if you show up at your camera and be like, hey, I'm with the media. A lot of times you can walk in a high school game or even 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 a little league. Go to little league and learn your you know, I did that too. Um, so it's just you gotta start somewhere and but you just can't, you know, call these organizations, these professional organizations and be like, Hey, I want to shoot. They're gonna be like, No. So you have to, you know, and Ty talks about a lot here with his community about building a brand. You have to build a brand around what you want to do so you can get that social proof. So when they look you up. You know, you can go ahead, then then you're, you're legit and you can go go ahead and get on in there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want to ask you some questions about each sport. And we're going to kind of go down okay. the line of some of the sports you shot and just talk about what you, you know, what's the pros and cons or what you love about shooting that sport. So we're going to start with the NFL, of course, because that's always my favorite. Um, and you did a whole lot of NFL photography, got some great shots. Tell us about what you love about being on the sideline and being a part of that. Well, again, if you again, if you're an NFL fan, you, it's like you're right there. You have the best seat in the house. However, that that lasts about one game. After that, you're trying to get the shots that you need to get. You're trying to get the shots that you really want. And and the thing about it is, what you want to do, and what I try to do when I'm shooting the NFL is, I try to bring the people into the game where they would normally be able to be in, from the stands. You know, it's everybody has that view. When I'm on that sideline, I'm trying to get views and I'm trying to get angles that brings the, that fan into the game in a way that they would otherwise not be able to be in that game. So the fun part is just, you know, I'm an NFL fan, being in the atmosphere, being around, and just being creative out there on the sideline, shooting um, and telling the story of the game, basically. You, usually when I'm out there, I'm trying to create the dopest uh, NFL game card ever, like – I'm like, yeah, that's going to look good on a car. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody yep. sticking and moving and something like that. That's that's usually where I'm like, you know, trying to create in my mind. Let's talk about um MLB. Let's talk about baseball. How do you, tell me what you love pros and cons about shooting baseball. Well, the, the the pros is um it's it's that's another great atmosphere. Um it's it's great to shoot. Um it's it's a little slower than football, so you have plenty of time. You got 9 innings to get what you need. Um you can be really creative and you got time to think about shots. Right. Now the cons about it is it's long. Baseball is long and sometimes it can get a bit boring and sometimes it can rock you to sleep how boring it is. And you're sitting, sitting there in the photographer pit and then all of a sudden they crack a, 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 a fly ball out into center field. And if you're not ready, cause it just happens on a whim or they crack a ball and you know, the shortstop dives and catches it. You have to be ready for all that. So 
it's hard because the atmosphere is so lax, but something can happen at any moment and you have to be on your P's and Q's to get that shot. So that makes it a little bit difficult, but also it, it makes it fun. I used to play a game with myself to just try to stay focused because you never know when the next big play is going to happen. So um, it's, it, it's a little long, but sometimes when I'm waiting or if the game is slow, I'll look in the crowd and get, you know, signage, you know, kids dressed up about, you know, people, you know, fans, different things like that. Um, all those things are stories around the game. So I try to do that when I'm, you know, when there's when it's a little slow. That's what's up. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about shooting any basketball. How do you feel about that? Because I know indoors and one thing you taught me and I learned from you is the difference between professional lighting and like high school lighting. Like if you can if you can master high school basketball lighting, which is usually bad, it's easy for you to kind of go to the pros where they have better lights. So tell me a little bit about shooting basketball. Well, actually, just what you just said, high school lighting is horrible. A lot of times it's it's old lights and it's tungsten and it, you really have to know your white balance and get your stuff together on that. But if you learn in that environment, you can shoot anywhere. Um, basketball is probably the, the, the sport that I've shot the least, but I have shot on a pro level and NCAA level. I will be doing it this year. But basically, you just have to know your focal lengths, you know, what you need in a basketball game, because obviously you don't need the same things in baseball and football that you need in basketball. Um, you can go, you can bring, you know, less gear. However, I still shoot with my 400 in basketball simply because I want to get the down the court defense facial expression, facial expression. So I, I use it for that. But just, you know, it's different because it's inside. But a lot of the pro lighting is so good, man. It's you're good to go. But in the high school, you got to know what you're doing. Um, you got to know the balance between, uh, you know, your ISO and your shutter speed. Because like I always tell people, you know, you can fix grain, but you can't fix motion blur. So you have to balance it out because a lot of times we start cringing once we're going up on that ISO. But a lot of these cameras now, man, you can go to 8,000 and barely see grain. So it's just, you know, again, you have to know the relationship between those two and um, be confident in your – you, you got to be a little bit more polished as a photographer in basketball. And the different levels, it moves faster. So you can get away with some lower shutter speeds if you're shooting, you know, Little League or if you're shooting girls versus shooting boys, uh, NCAA boys or the NBA. It's too – all those speeds are different. So you have to know how to make the, you know, right adjustments to make sure that you, you're not getting motion blur uh, when you're shooting these high, you know, high-speed uh, sports like that. So let's talk about gear a little bit. What is your camera body of choice right now? Just you, you personally. Right now, right now, my camera body of choice is I, uh, the Sony A1. Um, that it doesn't miss the, the the focusing system is just I don't even know how they even I didn't even think they can get better than the A9 Mark II. But when I pick up the A1 and then I pick up the A9 Mark II, it's light night and day on this on the on the uh, focusing system. It just doesn't make any sense. So I got you know my main body. I like the Sony A1. Which I rent. I don't. I don't own it. I rent it, but I do own the A9 Mark II. Um, if I don't have the, if I don't rent the A1, I use the A9 Mark II, of course. So those two cameras for sports are what I recommend and what I like to use: A9 Mark II and the Sony A1. They're saying now that the uh, A7 uh, R5 got faster autofocus than the A1 with the with the auto with the AI and artificial intelligence and everything. So. I don't Is that know. Even possible? I, I may, I may have to get my hands on one. We'll see. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm about due for another regular photography uh, upgrade. I got the A, I got the A7 R3. So it's time. It's yeah, time that's what me. I still got. And I'm yeah. So, but 
if I if I sell if I get rid of my A7R3, that's going towards an A1. Definitely, definitely. Let me. We got a few questions pop up, and I know a lot of them. Um, questions talk about ways to pitch sports live streaming. So, and I'll kind of I'll I'll uh, jump on it a little bit, and then I'll let you cover it if you want. So, for me, a lot of clients who who come to me for live streaming sports, and it's funny because I got a few phone calls not too long ago, are usually parents that can't travel. Right, I got a. It was a lacrosse t- uh, tournament, and I got a group of parents contact me from Ohio to cover their tournament because the tournament did not provide live streaming, and the family wanted to watch it. And really, that's the only way. If it's not a group of people, a team where they can collectively come together and afford my services, or an actual league, th- those are the only two ways I am approaching live streaming. An event because a lot of times a lot of companies can't a lot of individuals don't have the budget now keep in mind this will change depending on sports right basketball is on a totem pole of money to get started is a lot lower than lacrosse you may meet some parents in lacrosse that's saying okay five grand to cover the game let's do it you know what i'm saying you may meet some parents that that kids are in the golf club or but you probably won't get it on the on the, the lower end sports side. Um, with my experience, how about yourself? Yeah, um, I had actually had a parent um, that wanted me. They wanted to make this big scrapbook um, for their son. He was a senior, and he played football. Um, and I they they hired me for the whole season to shoot every home game. So I think that was like a forty five hundred dollar bill. But th- mind you, I'm going out there on a Friday night after work for like an hour and a half. So it, it really wasn't nothing. So if you, it was like they paid like six games or maybe five games or something like that. And um, yeah, they paid me. They paid me with no problem to just cover their son. Um, and I, I was able to use those images for dual purposes because I was shooting for max preps, max preps as well. So I was uploading them to max preps and I was getting paid by the, that, you know, that, that parent. So it's definitely some money out there. Like you said, basketball may, you may not be able to get that depending on the player. Um, some, some will, if they got, they feel like their child is, 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 is that, but, um, for the most part, um, your, your money makers are going to be like baseball and like football yeah. mostly, um, from, from my experience. So we had a question come up. Um, Lazel said he's interested in getting some insight on the business side after you get the shot. Like, how do you shop the image? And I guess that's kind of twofold. Cause when you kind of talk about just, just now where you, um, you know, kind of was on assignment assignment from the parent, but um, let's talk about you know times that you may have submitted images to Getty Images and a little bit about what you're doing now, just kind of paving your own way to to uh you know to shop the images. Well, the, I, I never really submitted any to Getty. Um, I did do Max Preps, and the way that that works is you get paid if they if your image is purchased. So if your image is purchased, you get paid. It's, it, it, it differentiates, you know, depending on the company. Um, as far as my site, I, I'm still the same way. Um, the, the, the thing you have to do and the thing that we're doing now with the HBCU Sportswire is we're trying to market to the people who need our product. And that's editorial. That's news stations. That's that's school newspapers. That's got people that have YouTube shows that cover that sport that we get. Um, so trying to, that's a little, it's a little, it's a little creative. You have to be a little creative because that's not really a common, uh, niche of people that you can get a hold of, but, um, that's kind of what you got to do. You got to market yourself that way. And, um, 
not reinvent the wheel. Like I've studied Getty um, and I continue to study them up and down to see how they deliver, looking at the copy and see how they reach out to clients and see how things work, you know, with them. Um, they're more of an archive because they have so many photos. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, of course, I'm, I'm just a blip on the radar as it relates to that. But I am really the first of my kind within HBCU sports. So I got to find a way and I'm finding a way to take that and correlate that into into dollars. And Crichton kind of touched on it. Crichton asked two questions, but but the next question I'm going to ask is going to kind of cover it. And we, we kind of covered it a little bit. Um, he asks, uh, the Gold Group asks about photographer credentials fairly often. Like, what's your process to get credentials? And we, we kind of um, covered it a little bit, but I'll let you. Well, my pro- here's my process. When I email them, okay, I have a website. I have, I don't have Gmail. I have my M- admin at the HBCUsportswire.com. I have a professional signature block at the, at the bottom. I reach out to them and I, I don't always put my name in a signature block. I'll put some like assignments team um, because sometimes, you know, the way that it works with sports, they, they want a, the editor or the assignment, ed, the assignment person to assign you, put you on assignment to a game. They don't really always like the person sending the email to put themselves on assignment. They don't always like that. Um, so I always put at the bottom assignments team and keep it vague. And I, I never say that I'm the owner of this, the HBCU Sports Wire. I always say I'm the creative director. So it looks like I'm an employee inside of a company. And if you so follow this that. channel, you know, just like I said, we speak French. We, it ain't just I, we, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's the same, it's the same thing we talk about here. He's just using it uh, in a different way to approach a company so that they, you know, see the brand and respect the brand and want to, because the thing is this, they'll give you access, but they have, what they want out of it is, is they want to, they want the, the distribution. They want to get out in front of people. So before you ask for access, you need to look like a company that offers them some yes. sort of distribution or press. You know what I mean? So it's something to definitely think about. Um, there was another question popped up. Um, let's see. How important is sheer speed at collegiate and pro levels? Like turnaround time as far as getting images onto the website. Well, for me, um, I think the sooner the better because it's in that industry, it's the person that gets it uploaded first. If you get it uploaded first and you get it and you get it out there first, the most likely that your your image is gonna get bought because it's out there first. Um, right now, we are we're we're building the site and we're building the HBCU Sports Wire. So right now, I, I but I still act like I got people waiting on me to send images. That's just the way that I, I program myself. You know, and when I shoot first quarter, second quarter, um, I run up there and I download or I'll go pregame. I'll get a few images, go up, download and put them on the website. There may not be nobody waiting on those images, but guess what? I do it like as if somebody's waiting. Hey, we you haven't uploaded anything that we need something. We got to put our story out. We need a photo from this. So that's the way in my mind I go through the progressions just like that. And I do it every game. And, I, you know, I, I just just how I do it. You got to be fast in this industry because. You know, when you look on the sidelines, there's a lot of photographers from different uh, from different outlets and they're trying to get their stuff out there because they want to get paid. So at the end of the day, it's not a lazy man's job. You don't really have time to sit back and enjoy the game. You got to get out there and you got to get the shots and you got to get the prime shots that tell the story of the game. Touchdowns, vital first downs, fumbles, interceptions, all this stuff, 
you know, get, these are game changing moments that you have to capture and get up and get out, get it out there. So it's uh, you got to get it out. You got to be fast. So you got to know what you're doing when you get to the college and the pro level or you'll never make any money because you, your stuff just is not won't get out there. And I know you kind of learned that really just being around, just being in an environment with the NFL where them cats have what teams where they running the cards up yeah. and somebody's captioning yeah. and uploading and they he go a fresh yeah. card to the photographer. So, you know, yeah. That, so that's what they have. I mean, you you got the photographer on the sideline taking pictures, and soon as there's an interception or a touchdown, here comes the card runner. He's coming to get the card so he can get that t- that touchdown, so they can put it on Instagram, so they can put it on their website. So it, they're very serious. Getty Images, they got like two or three guys. They got their own room where they had their own room at the Washington Commanders where, you know, they had people running in and out. They had an editor in there, and that's all he did all day, sit in there, edit, send up photos all day. That's all he did. And, um, again, I, I observed all that, and I realized, okay, this is – I got to be fast. Now, we're not talking about just getting images and running them up. We're talking about captioning and all that. So there's programs like – uh, photo mechanic and uh, code replacements and all those things that you need uh, gives you shorthand to write write um, captions. But again, being in the military nine years, we had to learn how to write captions and it came in handy because I knew how to write them already. So it, it, it helped me tremendously, you know, to to move past all the other people that were in the internship with me because I knew how to do more things than them because I, I was already trained. I would always say I used to hate writing captions, but you're right. It's something that I used to hate writing captions. Like, well, we got to, you know, you got to write a caption for your own grandma and stuff. So I used to definitely hate it. Um, So I want to talk kind of about um, HBCU Wire um, and just, you know, tell the people a little more information on it, what to expect from it. Like, like, because I love the fact that you're covering historically black colleges. I think it's just like you said, an untapped market. But I want you to just, you know, just tell them more about the brand. Well, the, the the brand is basically again. We want to we want to give uh, the people in the or the sports or the athletics in the HBCU realm commercial quality content, and that's what we're trying to provide. NFL level images is what we want to provide to the HBCUs. Um, now, there's there's some there's some ground that we have to navigate because a lot of the sports information directors or the the ads they're not used to this type of coverage. They don't even understand how a lot of this works. So sometimes it's a struggle to get in games because they think somebody just wants to be on the sideline until they look at what you have going on. Then they'd be like, oh, okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's not only trying to provide them with that, but it's also educating the client. We talk about that here on this channel, I know. Educating the client and letting them know, hey, this is what I, because sometimes you have to do that. This is why I'm here. This is what I do. And this is why I'm doing it. You know, because a lot of times they go on the website and they see an image for sale. And they're like, wait a minute, he's selling images. But they don't understand it's for editorial purposes. It's for outlets and, and news outlets and people to buy it to enhance their stories. So those are the type of things that um, in my welcome emails, I put that, hey, you know, we this is what we do. This is who we are, you know, and that 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 puts them at ease. But, I, I you know, we want to take this. We want to be the next. We want to be the Getty Images of HBCU Sports, not only football. You know, we want we want to eventually have photographers around the United States, you know, covering um, HBCU athletics. Um, and we have and we grow this thing into a big archive and uh, we'll be able to uh, go back and see the documented history of when HBCUs, you know, took off because they're starting to take off now at this moment. And again, I'm glad that we're in here at the ground floor because when it rises, I want to be rising, rising with it. And that's I love that because I felt like. 
you kind of grab life by the horns and say, look, this is what I want to do. I'm going to create my own lane and go in this direction and grow it and build it and, and you know, and everything. I love that. Um, and I think that's well, real a lot important. Of it, too, what, people, what I want people to keep in mind and, and think about, there, there's always a negative side to every industry. And in professional sports, uh, being a photographer or shooting professional sports is gatekept. There's a lot of gatekeepers. There's a lot of people who, if you don't know anybody, you can't get in the games. There's a lot of people, like I met this, I met the lady, I met the, it's an older lady um, when I was at the HBCU games. She's been um, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. She's been his photographer for 12 years. And do you know, she came up to me and said, oh, you shoot on M. I don't even know. I've, I've been his photographer for 12 years and I just shoot on auto. So it's not because of her skills while, she has, while she's his photographer. She knows, she knew him. She's been around him. So that's that's kind of like the same thing with how everything works, especially in the NFL. It's 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 very tough if you don't know somebody or if somebody doesn't give you opportunity to get in and shoot. Um, it's really gatekept. So I'm I'm always I've always been the type of person like I'm not gonna wait for somebody to give me an opportunity. I'm just gonna I'm gonna create my own and I'm gonna get in that way. And that's kind of how I did it. I like it. Um, people want to see the website. It's HBCU Sportswire. What's your Instagram, man? Com. It's uh the at the HBCU Sportswire T H E E HBCU Sportswire. Yeah, uh, on all platforms. So make sure you definitely follow that. Let's talk about um how sh- shorts has played a part uh in growing and growing your uh you know the, the growing the the business and what it's done on Instagram. Well, you know I, I stumbled upon that by mistake because I didn't know you know. Again, I come from the old YouTube, you know what I mean? The old YouTube where, you know, long form content and all that. And, you know, because I was just trying to have some stuff out there, I just started doing simple 30 to one minute. And I started, I just jumped into shorts. I jumped into shorts. I jumped into reels and TikTok. And man, they just took off. I mean, I have 12,000 subscribers on my HBCU Sportswire uh, YouTube and it's not even, it's barely 90, 90 days old. And it took me, I started my regular YouTube channel in 2017 and I, it, it took me six years, like five or six years to get 4,000 subscribers. And then one day I mistakenly uploaded a short that I, that was meant for my HBCU sports wire channel. And I, I was on the wrong channel and I uploaded to my channel. And now my channel has 13,000 subscribers because that short has over a million views. And then I was like, wait a minute, I, I got something here. So I just started, uploading shorts and I didn't even, I didn't even niche down. I just popular topics, thing, things of that nature, anything got to do with Deion Sanders and stuff like that. I just started uploading them and people eat them up, man. And so shorts grew, grows your channel. Oh man. It, again, that it, it, that's what I would say to anybody who's trying to curate content or, or start a channel to that, to that effect. Got to implement shorts because shorts grew me tr- tremendously for sure. Yeah, gotta stay, gotta stay fluid. You know, things change, things evolve, and you gotta stay a part of that that evolution if you want to continue to create content. I, for the longest, was so against, uh, you know, virtual, not virtual, but vertical uh format. I just, I just didn't like it. But then I started to embrace it. Um, and then you know, it's just, it's just the old school, you know, that old school photographer. I shoot nothing but Nikon, and you know, what I'm saying it's just that. So I had to continue to you know, get with the times. Remember, I, I remember we used to go to the uh, to the NFL games with our Sonys and they would laugh at us. They would look at us and be like, Sonys? And it would be nothing but Canons and Nikons and we'd have our stuff down on the table 
And they'll look at it like, <laughs> yeah. you guys are shooting Sonys. I'm like, oh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you just wait, because they had the, you know, they had the one DXs and all the, and people were they would look down on us like, oh, Sony, these guys with Sony. Yeah, I, I shot a game with an A sixty five hundred one day, and I went in with that little small camera, and everybody's looking crazy. I um, it was a day game, so I rented a one hundred to four hundred, and I can't, and I them images popped on my camera and I mean on my computer, and they were amazed. They couldn't believe that that little camera did that with those images. I was like, this ain't even. I said, wait till they really bring out a sports camera. So now it's commonplace. Yeah. You know, you see Sony's everywhere now, but back when we started, you had a Sony, they was looking at you crazy. When when we uh did the video at the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington yep. Redskins at the time, we had an A6500. We was testing the the new A9 Mark 1 came out and mm-hmm. it was the day the A7R Mark 3 came out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you bought it. I bought it yep. right then and there. I was like, "Yo, got one?" He was like, "Why are you going to buy it?" I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Got it. Yeah, but I had a Nikon. I had a Nikon D5 with the 400 millimeter lens that I had got from work. <laughs> Took it to the game, and I had that little A6500. That mug had the 16. Uh, it was 16 shots per second before it filled up the buffer. Yep. And we was killing it. People looking over like, "Yep." They got the big old one DXs. They looking at us. We in the room trying to edit our little pictures during halftime, and got our little camera set up. And they like, "Who let these guys in with these toys?" We was killing them, but you know it's all good. Um. Let me let me see. I got another question came in. Let's see. Uh, since sports gear is so intensive, how can new guys uh, get their finances right? You, you can't rent it. Rent your gear. You yep. don't have to own everything. Rent it. I, I rented. I rented every week um, when I was an intern. I rented a. I didn't have. A, I didn't have my own seventy to two hundred. So I rented it every week. It was cheap. It was like forty something dollars for the weekend. Like fifty something dollars for the weekend. So every weekend, that they, they people knew my name because I rented it every week, and you, that's what you have to do. I rent the A one every time I'm doing a big game. I rent the A one. It's a sixty five hundred dollar body, so you know I, I rent it. I just rent it. That's what you do until you can get to where you got to get. But you can't be scared to invest in yourself, and that's one thing that myself and Ty we've always done. You know, I remember we bought our first camera at the PX, freaking uh, Canon T three I. T three I's. We yep. won't make it no money, but we went in there. And <laughs> They gave us one of those little star cars, and it was a wrap. We went in there and got our T three eyes, but you couldn't tell us nothing. I'm still paying on but that T three. You just T3 have to, I, you know, you have to invest in yourself. I'm still paying on that T three. No, I'm joking. I paid off. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, and I tell y'all all the time when you definitely when you invest in yourself, invest in your website, your gear, your shirts, because you can rent the glass, you can rent the camera body, you can't rent this, and you can't rent a mm-hmm. website. You can't rent nope. the brand. So make sure that that is in order because that will get you further and get you definitely get you places, um, you know, in this industry. Let me see. Uh, somebody make sure the questions come in. So people are, okay, yeah. So, you know, gear is, is, is you know, it's a lot of gear. It's a lot of things with gear that, you know, we can go over and talk about. But, um, you know, don't, don't get caught up in feeling like you need to own an 800 millimeter or 400 millimeter lens. To be successful, you can rent it. Those are probably the least rented 
pieces of glass that a lot of these stores have. So they, they're usually, you know, the availability is pretty good because um, everybody's usually renting the, the, the lenses that everybody use, 24 to 70s, you know. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, before I got a 400, that's what I did. I rented it. And actually, what I did was I rented it, and then one day I just didn't return it. And I and they gave me such a big discount on it, and it was it was like new. I mean, I don't have to be the first one to use it. So let as me clarify that. because uh, I bought it from the rental house, and I saved $3,000. There you go. Let me Because it sounded like you said you just stole it. But he bought it from the rental house. <laughs> when he didn't return it. Yeah, I bought it, it from the rental house. They sold it to him. <laughs> they gave him the option to buy, and he bought it. Yep. So he didn't change his name and leave. Yeah, they call it. It's called the Keeper Program um, with LensRentals.com. It's called the Lens Keeper Program, and then they'll send you a price. And then um, basically, what they'll do is whatever card credit cards you paid with the rental from, they'll just take the rest of the money off of that, and then you don't even have to return it. So Roger asks, "Do you need a 400 millimeter?" And I think it depends on what sport you shoot. A 70 to 200 won't cut it in football. I learned that the hard way. Well, uh, okay. So here's 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 what you need. You do need a 70 to 200. You on, but you're only going to be able to shoot red zone stuff, stuff in the red zone from like the I don't even say the 20, like the 10 yard line and in. That's all the 7200 is going to give you. Um, you need at minimum if you're shooting in the daytime, you can get a 100 to 400, which is fine. It's perfect. Um, yes, it's 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 variable aperture, but you still get uh, depth of field because of the compression. Um, I always tell everybody to get that lens because that lens is only like twenty five hundred dollars. That I mean, compared to the 400. That can get you started. Now you can't do nothing at night with that, but in the, if you're shooting daytime football or daytime sports, it's perfect because it gets you far enough in. It gives you that 400 look um, for a fraction of the price. Um, I say you need at minimum a 300 millimeter. Sony right now doesn't have a 300 millimeter, and a lot of people are waiting on them to put one out, but they may not. Either a 300 or a 200 to 400. One of those two they need to put out. But um, if if you want to if you if you're serious about it and you and you really get to the point to where you want to go pro with it you got to have a 400 millimeter it's, it's just to, to just to keep up with the image quality of the of the people who are shooting on the sidelines by you you know you got to keep it up to keep that same image quality especially if you're in the industry to sell images they got to be crisp and they got to you know do you, you ever see anything them. crazy you know, like 800 millimeter or 1200 out there no, um, I've seen a 600. Some people use a 600 millimeter, and a lot of times with the 600 millimeter, that's a f4. People just sit in the, They just those people are delegated to the side to the uh, end zone the whole game. They just sit in the end zone with the 600, and then but they're on a team of people shooting different focal lengths. So you got the person in the end zone with the 600, and then you might have people on the sideline with the 400 and the 70 to 200, and then a lot of times they'll have something really wide, like a 14 millimeter or something. Just in case a player runs up close, they they have that hang around their neck and they can pull that up and get something kind of cool with that. So um, that's what that's that's what you need. But starting out, like he said, man, just rent the stuff, save up, rent, get your portfolio up. And then once you get to the point to where you're making money with this stuff, then you start investing slowly into it. That's that's what I would say. And, and just so you know, uh, we when we shot, what was that? North Carolina versus NC State. Yep. Um, 7,200, 7,200. <laughs> and you know, you looking down, you know, all on the field and some crap almost happened. We almost got ran over and had to like get out the way. So you want to make sure you keep your head on the swivel, make sure you'd have to keep your head yeah, on the swivel. Too. Nathan Lewis says, just tossing it out there for people that feel like, you know, like it's fake to rent almost every film set I've ever been on. 90% of everything is rented, not owned. It doesn't make you fake at all. So yeah, this is a, 
you can rent your way to success in this industry is real important that and I, and that's why I try to tell people you don't got to go out and buy everything all the gear all the time invest in what will make you money invest in your your biggest investment is your brand your website your company invest in that and it will bring you more camera gear you can buy a camera and sit it on your shelf it's not going to bring you more money but you can buy a website get some SEO market it and it'll bring you more money so especially for those who are getting started and you want to know where to put my first dollars, where do I put this first little chunk of change I got? Put it into your company. Do not put it into gear. It's so important that I tell you that, um, you know, not to put it in gear. There's things that you got to build before we go, before we go, uh, you know, down that route. Let's talk about some of the fun you've had, um, you know, with, with HBCU wire, like I know you got a chance to. Let's talk about last weekend, right? You was at the Jackson State game. Let's talk about let's talk about that. The atmosphere, what it was like, what you loved about. Yeah, it. I mean, again, I, like I said, I told Ty this um, when I, you know, while I was still down there in Jackson, um, I've, the, I've I've shot everywhere. I've shot NFL. I've shot MLB. I've shot WNBA. I've shot a lot of big events, but there was no atmosphere that I had ever been in like that. What what Coach Prime Deion Sanders is doing down there is 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 crazy. The atmosphere, the support he has down there, um, and it's just uh, I mean the ability for him to be who he is, and it has rubbed off on that on that Jackson State alum community and all those people. And it was just I had never been in anything like that, and it was just it was it was awesome to 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 be there and to see it. And college game day was there from ESPN. This is like only one of three times they've ever came to a HBCU. Um, they were there um, talking about Kurt Herbstreit and uh, Lee, not Lee Corso wasn't there because he didn't feel good. Desmond Howard was there. Um, and the other guy can't, his name escapes me right now, but all those guys were there on the sideline watching the game, you know, after their show. So it, it uh, is the atmosphere was just electric and I hadn't seen anything like that in a long time. And, and coach prime's only been there since, uh, the the spring of 2020, and he's turned that place around. What he's done in that short period of time is remarkable, and 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 what they're doing down there. And it's not only just helping Jackson State, but it's helping all those schools um, get notoriety that they didn't have before. So, again, I, I wouldn't want to be any other place. Um, I, like I said, I've shot in a lot of atmospheres and environments, but I love what I'm doing now covering HBCU sports. And I was going to ask you, that kind of leads into the question of, you know, your all-time favorite sport to shoot is what? It's football. It's going it's to be football. Uh, football is my favorite sport um, to shoot. Um, but I actually, my second sport is softball. And I know that's weird, but I love shooting softball for whatever reason. I just, I guess because I started out shooting that, um, but I love shooting softball. That's like one of my favorite things to shoot. Yeah, softball. It's funny because I got stuck one time on ESPN watching female college softball and the game was so good. I think it was the NCAA tournament. I, I ended up like keeping up with teams and, it was all kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's dope. That's dope. Um, what we're gonna do in a minute is we're gonna go over to the gold side of things. We're gonna go over to the to the gold member uh group, and we're gonna chop it up kind of about some business size, and let's let a lot of the gold members ask questions, um, just about you know, just some behind the scenes things. They want to learn about you know some of the things you go through, some of the daily operations and things like that. Let me see if this can pop up. Boom. So all my gold members. Who not gold members, you can always jump on that. And, uh, you know, we can go back to chopping it up. But um, I want to just say, you know, real quick before we go over that, thank you for jumping on with us today. Um, make sure you guys check out the website, hbcusportswire.com. 
Follow him on all your Instagram stuff. And at the end of this video, if you're watching it after we recorded it, I'm going to uh, post the video of when we tested out all of our cameras shooting some NFL games um, and, and the other videos we shot together a while back. I'm going to repost them at the end um, of this video. So real quick, all my gold members, y'all can get ready to jump into the room and we can go ahead and chop it up. Recording in progress. There we go. I, I got to take that off, but there it is. But So we're going to jump on that, let everybody come in and we can chop it up in that room and kind of really uh, go over some things. So if you're watching, I want to tell you to uh, be safe. And uh, I will see you guys in the next video. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.